I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. I program here called The Mariner's Call. My opportunity to be with you by means of radio. Thank you for welcoming us into your home, wherever you're listening from. Just so good that you're there. First Corinthians chapter 15, this old mariner is going to light out into the high seas of Scripture. Chapter 15, verse 10. We're going to be talking about a little five-letter word. I hope will be a blessing and help to you and encourage you and build you in the faith. And in turn, if Christ is not your Savior, oh, you might seek him more than ever before. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. Hey, by the way, if you'd like to correspond with us, it's just as easy as that, uh, that keyboard. Most everyone is uh, has access to that old keyboard now. It's just F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. It's F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. Uh, look around, leave us a message. Uh, let us know that you enjoy our program or some input that you have that's there. First Corinthians chapter 15, the writer is the Apostle Paul, and he's writing to the church at Corinth. And he says this about himself. Verse, we'll read verse 9 also. For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Now, what word did I emphasize there? You said, I heard it, Brother Mon, the word grace. He said, by, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. You know what? I believe I can say, and I can say this to you, and you would understand, and probably would say amen. All that you are, you owe to grace. I have to say that about my all that I am, I owe to grace. You know, even... I'm sure we have people from time to time that listen to our programs that still as far as this salvation is concerned, you say, I don't understand. I, I, I don't think I possess that. I, I'm not for sure my home is heaven. Even you have to say that. Even a lost man, Brother Mon, yeah. Uh, he owes all. We think about the grace of God. It's that that keeps him alive. It's the grace of God that keeps bringing salvation to a person. It's the grace of God that even gives them a desire to want to have peace with God. So all that we are, we owe to grace. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. You know, isn't that just a wonderful statement? Let's look at this. Let's look at grace in about five different areas. And we'll see. As we get through, all that we are, we owe to grace. First of all, salvation. Salvation, certainly, as we see it in the New Testament, 
Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, a very clear verse of Scripture. It says, for by what are you saved? For by grace are you saved, through faith. It's faith in that grace. And yes, not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. See, Christ is grace personified. And it is only grace that can save. When it comes to being saved, the Bible very, is very plain. If a person is to be saved, it's going to have to be by grace. If you're saved today, if you said, I know that I am a believer, you're going to have to be compelled to stand and say, it was by grace. In the book of Titus, Titus chapter 2 and verse 11, it speaks of the grace of God that brings salvation. I'm glad I can say today, I am saved. And I can say, I've been saved by grace. Free and unmerited mercy, goodwill, favor, the favor of God that is manifested in the salvation of sinners. As distinguished from his justice, justice says guilty, grace says let him, let him go free. It's good to be saved. I'm glad that I can say I'm saved. And this salvation came by grace, all of Christ. Christ is grace personified. Let's look at grace in another form. Galatians chapter 5, all the way down to verse 4. It says, Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. Uh-oh. As far as grace is concerned, can you get in grace and get out of grace? Why, why, of course not. But you can do this. There are some that cannot benefit from grace. You need to listen, sir. You said, who is it? It's those who count on something other than grace. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. Oh, he counted on something besides grace. I snubbed his nose at the grace of God, you know. I have many times talked to someone else and asked them about their uh, uh, their relationship uh, to God. Sir, are you, are you a believer? Well, I'm working on it. Wrong, oh, wrong, oh, counting on the wrong thing. It is the grace of God that saves, and it must be the grace of God that keeps us saved. I like what Simon Peter said, the old fisherman, 1 Peter chapter 1, all the way down to about verse 5, talks about those who have been begotten again by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He said, they're kept by the power of God. Sir, you can't keep yourself saved. If you're, if you're working at it, quit working and trust the grace of God. It is grace that saves. Don't count on any other thing. Brother Mon, I try to go to church faithfully. See, you're counting on the wrong thing. Brother Mon, I'm trying to keep the Ten Commandments. You're counting on the wrong thing. It is only grace. It says, whosoever you are justified by the law. These are people in the church there in Galatia. And they think about the laws of God. They worked real hard to try to keep those. And as they kept those laws, it sort of gave them some pride in knowing, you know, hey, uh, I, I am better than somebody else because I keep these laws. Oh, no, you're not justified by the law. Oh, it's salvation by grace. And as far as grace is concerned, it's grace that keeps us. Second Peter chapter 3, let's look at grace in another area. Not only does it save and keep, but you know what grace does? Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, but grow in grace. 
and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What? Grow in grace. I'm blessed by having many grandchildren. In fact, I have many great-grandchildren. Sometimes I do not see these for a long time. And all oh, they'll come to our house, and, and they'll run up to me and run into my arms or jump in my lap and say, Paul, Paul, it's good to see you, and I'll just put them out and look at them. And I said, my, oh, my, I haven't seen you in a long time. You have sure grown a lot, you know. That's just what happens to people after they're born. We think about a little baby. What is that that is seen that's more vivid than anything else within three or four or five or six months? You said, well, it's growth. All right. The same thing is true with a child of God. In fact, salvation is kind of likened unto a birth. Amen. Being born again. And as far as growth is concerned, uh, God is interested in you, not only just a babe in Christ, but grow into some type of spiritual maturity. You know, many of God's children, if they could see themselves as they really are spiritually, they'd be rather embarrassed just to look in some spiritual mirror and say, oh, my, my, my spiritual ribs are showing, my bones are showing. Uh, not much uh, Christian weight uh, as far as my life is concerned, but growing in grace, I do want to grow in grace. That's what God is doing through us, trying to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. Isn't it good that you not only can be saved by grace and kept by grace, but you can grow in grace? And if there's no growth, something, my friend, is wrong. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, not only does grace save us and grace keeps us and grace causes us to grow, but you know the Christian life sometimes is Oh, we incur difficulty. Uh, people say bumps in the road. Oh, I've had many a bump in the road. And you know what grace can do? The Apostle Paul one time had something bother him called a thorn in the flesh, Second Corinthians chapter 12, and you go all the way to verse 9. Paul complained about this, and you know what God told him? He said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. Well, what? The grace that saves can also be relied upon in trouble. And according to the Bible, grace is the only thing that'll get you through to the other side. And you know what? I have personally seen that that's true. I have, as far as ministry is concerned, I have not had the trouble some of our radio listeners has even had. But you know, I found in this trouble, I found that somehow God just gets us through. Somehow we say, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this one. There is no way as far as this storm is concerned. It's just rocking the boat to the starboard and to the port and up and down and the seas are coming over the decks of my life. And I don't know if I can make it. But you know what? The grace of God carried me through. And it'll do that for you, my friend. God's grace that saves and keeps you Oh, God's grace that calls you to grow is the grace that's going to help you to be sufficient in whatever hour of need that you have. I like the song Amazing Grace. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace that's brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. See, it's not your strength. It's not your abilities. 
It's not something that you do. Grace is just an unmerited favor of God, whether it's be from salvation or we think about uh, growth, uh, sufficiency, you know. It's all of grace. All that you are, you owe to grace. The writer said, I am what I am by God's marvelous grace. All right, we've said salvation by grace. Oh, we're kept by grace. We can grow in grace. We can find sufficiency in grace. Acts chapter 13 in verse 43, the writer there talks about those. He preached to them, and he preached to them that they would continue in the grace of God. Now, it's the devil's job to see that you fail of the grace of God. That's in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15. Oh, watch out lest you fail of the grace of God. Many times he'll do this in and through, maybe another's influence, but God wants you to continue in the grace that he's called you into. The grace that saves, you want to keep preaching that. The grace that keeps you saved, you want to continue in that. The grace that causes you to grow, my friend, you want to continue to grow. The grace that brings sufficiency to you in dark hours, you want to stay with that. Continue in grace. Don't throw it aside. There are some of the followers of the Apostle Paul that he mentions concerning the grace of God, concerning the work of God in general. They just quit. They just threw it aside. And the Bible says they suffered shipwreck. Does that happen to you, my friend? Oh, he wants you to continue in grace. The grace that saves and the grace that causes you to grow and the grace that brings sufficiency is the grace that can take you through. It is grace that brought me safe thus far. And grace, oh, yeah, it's going to get me home. All that you are, you owe to grace. Now, until next week, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.